0: Welcome to the 24-7 Prayer Podcast. I'm Brian Heasley.
1: And I'm Hannah Heather.
0: We've just had an absolutely wonderful conversation with our Catholic brothers from Austria.
1: Mm, Yes, so you're about to hear a conversation with myself and Brian and Christoph, who's our head of 24-7 Prayer in Austria, and Father Wolfgang.
0: Who is a Catholic priest.
1: Um, and we've had, we've really sort of taken our moment, haven't we, Brian, to just ask them a lot of the questions around, you know, like what what do you mean when you say the rosary and and, and what does prayer look like in your context? And, you know, we really get, get down to some of the details and some of the things that I know I've always kind of wanted to ask.
0: I think as a pair of Northern Irish Protestants. yeah, which, Are you a Northern
1: Irish Protestant? I mean, that's, those are labels you could, you could attach to me, yes.
0: We have questions pertaining to our history, and we all yeah. have made assumptions about the Catholic Church, and yeah. it was lovely for us to be in a space where we could ask some open, honest questions yeah. and try and gain more understanding. I think someone once said that knowledge speaks and wisdom listens. Mm, and we really I just tried that. to tune in and listen. So we'd love to invite you to enjoy listening to Father Wolfgang and to Christoph as they journey with us in explaining some of the the nuances of the Catholic Church. And
1: as well some of the amazing stuff that God is doing and that they're seeing in their context, which is really, really encouraging. Unreal. And you know what's cool, Barton, is like there are so many differences aren't there between, you know, their tradition and, and our tradition, yours and mine. And yet, you know, there's this, there's this beautiful central piece, which is prayer that actually, Mm -hmm. you know, we can, we can connect over that heart. And, you know, I, I laughed because we started recording the podcast and Christoph or Father Wolfgang, one of them was munching on a cookie. And we had just finished munching on cookies ourselves. And, you know, there's this beautiful kind of, hu- like, shared humanity and shared story that I think we can enter into each other's yeah. into each other's lives and, and stories in that way.
0: Someone once said to me as well about, like, the difference between position and posture. And people hold positions, but if they hold those positions that are different to us with a beautiful posture, it's just so wonderful. And mm. so it was lovely just to sit with these guys and they've got such a humble posture and it was beautiful to be with them. We hope you enjoy it. Well, today's episode is... Really exciting for us at 24-7 Prayer. We, for a long time, have had a beautiful relationship with the Loreto community in Vienna. We've held a number of our gatherings there. We had the the, the privilege of having an evening of prayer and adoration in St. Dome in Vienna a number of years back, and it's been just such a, a beautiful relationship that we have developed with our Catholic brothers and sisters to the point where our national director in Austria is is Christoph. Christoph, hello, how are you? Hi, I'm good. Thank you. And your 24-7 Prayer's first national coordinator who is a Catholic. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and you've you've got a friend along with you. You've got Father Father Wolfgang with you, who is a, a Catholic priest and also a member of Loreto. Hello, Father. How are you? Hi, I'm fine. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. Yeah. Thanks thanks for joining us today. We really mm. we really are uh happy to have you. Now, just for some context for you guys, uh, Hannah and I are both actually from Northern Ireland. We both grew up in a Protestant tradition, and we have over the years, you know, seen I've worked in lots of different traditions, but we'd love at some point in this conversation just to ask you some of the questions that that maybe some Protestant Christians would love to ask a catholic brother or sister but don't always have the opportunity to do so. Mm. Mm. But can I just first of all just ask you both why are you passionate about prayer? Okay. Um
2: I'm very passionate about prayer because that was my start with with God. I I got to know God uh, when I was 17. It's a few years ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um I was preparing for confirmation which is a sacrament in the Catholic Church and during this time it it longs longed like one year about um and I had I had a man he was 60 or 70 years old uh, then and he prepared us and he he just prayed for us and prayed with us and one day I decided to to try it as well. And so I started to pray every evening. And um, from time to time, I recognized that God answers. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) So this this was actually my start. And um, I got very passionate about uh, prayer because, it it was always a big part of my Christian life and i saw that uh, it's a very important part yeah and,
0: um so amazing and there yeah and and father wolfgang uh, I, how long have you been a priest and what's your what's your take on prayer as a priest
3: well so i i i was ordained in 2010 only oh wow but um yeah, if I may start also being a child I I became a choir boy so um I jumped very soon into the liturgy of the holy mass and so on. And when I when I when I was a young adult I really discovered prayer as um the way to find rest to dwell with me myself and with God. So I remember well I was was a dancer in at a ball at the Viennese ball, oh, wow. you know, in 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 these in these tales. And in the early morning, when the ball ended, I went to a twenty-four-seven adoration just to 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 hmm. to stay to rest there. So it somehow it somehow gave me gave me uh, rest already when I was when I was young. Wow. And then later, I, I entered. The monastery, a Benedictine monastery, uh, in the age of nineteen to twenty-five.
0: So you were a Benedictine monk. I
3: was. I was in wow. my in my <laughs> twins,
0: <tweens>, uh,
3: <laughs> and, and uh, when um, you know you pray there four times per day wow. in the community plus rosary plus adoration. So um, I, yeah, it, it became to me quite common. Mm. And I learned to pray with the psalms, mm. um, and that was that was to be honest uh, the the biggest treasury I, I I got, and it never let let me go because when later I I left the monastery and I entered the secular world, uh, and I lost my faith. Oh wow! And I rediscovered it fifteen years later. It began with all these psalms coming out of my heart of my head and without the book i started to pray and and yeah this was very touching for me that god
0: never never left you know he always was in my heart wow i love that beautiful line from the psalmist in psalm 119 where it says i have hidden your word in my heart Hmm. yeah and it's almost like when we memorize scripture, when we memorize prayer, that God's word almost it hides itself in our hearts. It's a beautiful thing.
1: Yeah, and that's really striking what you just shared there. That it never let you go. That <laughs> the prayer had a, a hold on you. That the book of the Psalms, the prayer book, had this hold on you and and never let you go. That's really a beautiful thought. Um, I, I'd love to know a little bit more from from both of you guys. Actually, um. You know you've shared a bit about your passion for prayer and and a little bit about what it looks like to pray in the monastery and stuff like that. What what is your prayer life like at the moment? Like how do you actually pray? How do you find it easiest to encounter God in prayer?
2: I I would say it's uh for me it's very important to stay connected with God. I try to 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 use all the dimes that um, God gives me to pray. I mean, uh, I have two children, two little children. It's not that easy to find time.
1: <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: But there, there are times when, when you can pray. So I, I use these times, and what is helpful for me, we 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 have a twenty-four-seven prayer room here. In the home base uh, in Vienna from Loreto, and i I have two three four uh, hours per week reserved for prayer so i can I have to come, but I'd love to come mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, that. that's 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 wonderful to have these these reserved times where you where you just come and you know it's it's just an hour of prayer
1: yeah
2: wow. Beautiful and Father
3: Wolfgang. Well, I I promised to pray the breviary um, every day, which contains the 150 psalms, Um, and this is my daily bread, so to say. Uh, I could not. Meanwhile, I cannot imagine to to get up in the morning and to leave the house without having prayed that this has become the most important praying time for me. And mm. if I need to leave the house at 6 o'clock, I have to get at four, 4.30 to do my prayers. I, I don't know, but mm-hmm. I, meanwhile, it, it, doesn't, it wouldn't work without that. You used a phrase wow. there that we didn't understand. You said to pray the breviary? Yeah, the breviary. That's the Catholic prayer book, which is obligatory for all priests and nuns and monks, wow. and those who live a very monastic life, which okay. I obviously don't do, have a larger bravery than than like the normal priests or or those, uh, those people,
0: nuns who work, who have a mission mm-hmm. in, the, in the world. So when you say 150 Psalms, you don't pray 150 Psalms every day. <laughs> No, the true monks do it within a week. Oh my wow. goodness! And
3: and we do it we do it in a rhythm of, of well, the, some some repeat, but in a rhythm of four weeks, but some repeat with a, a, more often than just once per month. So
0: yeah. Okay. So you it's pray a, you pray all 150 psalms every month at least. Yes.
1: That is so cool.
3: So I mean, you know it by heart after after some years. Yeah. It is, and it's wonderful because it you can trade them also without, without the book.
1: Yes, that really is hiding it in your heart, like Brian said, isn't
0: it? Right. Wolfgang, how do you avoid that becoming autopilot? You know, like if you do something yes. enough, I, like when I was young, I learned John 1, you know, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. <laughs> and I can kind of just say it without thinking about it. Do, do yeah. you know what I mean? How do you keep the bravery, how do you keep this kind of, how does your prayer life stay alive when it's repetitive? That's
3: such a good question, Brian. And it only works when you take time for the personal prayer, mm. uh, for the worship, for the adoration, for the silent prayer, for the meditation. Right. Uh, otherwise, it becomes it, you become the praying machine. Yes. Uh, and and your prayer become dry and fruitless.
2: Mm.
3: Whereas you must know that. From time to times, your prayer is dry and fruitless, and this is also, Definitely. I think, uh, a way how God teaches us uh,
2: mm-hmm. to,
3: to 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 go deeper and to not to to stick on the on the emotions and feelings.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, but I'm sure you know
0: that from yeah. from from your tradition as well. I think most traditions at sometimes our prayer always feels a little dry and fruitless. I think mm. in many of these conversations we're having with people around the world there are times where prayer has seemed it's tough, you know, it's not always easy.
1: Yeah.
0: And then it's almost like there it's like valleys and mountains, I would imagine. Mhm. Now, if if you don't mind us asking, like we're just trying to get a good understanding of the, the, the prayer life of the calf of a Catholic what we sometimes hear this uh praying to mary now do, is it are you praying to mary does mary answer your prayers are you is mary somehow part of the godhead you know and, and just just could you could you help us understand that because it is one of the one of the things you guys and you know i both hannah and ourselves are deeply moved by the life and example of mary but it it, it just be interesting i think in in our protestant world it's one of those questions that gets asked a lot mm. what are you guys why are you hanging out with catholics they pray to mary and i think a lot of that is just due to lack of understanding yeah. i'd love it if you could just is it okay if you could help us understand that a little bit better? I, I can start with, and
2: maybe Wolfgang gives some some extra. But I found bring to Mary very easy. I I read in John eleven uh, about when when Jesus was talking to Martha about when when Lazarus died, mm-hmm. he said he said to her, "I'm the resurrection and the life, the one." who li- believes in me will live even though they die and whoever lives by believing in me will never die
1: Yeah.
2: do yep. you believe this yep. absolutely and so for me it was always natural that the mother of God who who was fully um, in the will of God and said yes to what God wants, wanted yep. that she, she lives in heaven right. that was always in my heart and, and in my head and I I then started praying the rosary and um she she and i i mean in the rosary you you ask her f- just for intercession before her son Jesus you ask her to intercede, just like you are asking uh, another person who who lives uh, who who prays with you you can also ask. Another person, so I ask Mary for intercession in the Rosary, and yes, her intercession power is very strong. I'm with Jesus now for 22 years, and uh, for 22 years I know the Rosary, and I see that prayers are, are going to be answered when I pray the Rosary. So that's why I I always f- found it very easy to pray. To pray to Mary in this way.
0: Just while we're continuing to ask you guys questions, <laughs> could you explain the Rosary? You 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 use terms. You see, we we do this. I, we use terms. You, we think If given. you allow,
3: I would I would just add something.
0: Love love you to add something, Wolfgang. And then
3: if we could, look. Christopher. He I mean he speaks like a theologian. That's great. Uh, <laughs> and I no, I want to say, we we both, your tradition and our tradition are. Uh, is 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 clear that the only intermediate intermediator is our lord jesus christ mm-hmm. who prays for us and with us to the father okay and we we don't need necessarily the saints and and holy Mary. So, you you know to to to, sure. to to reach god that's clear okay yeah. for, for us both and that's yeah. for both traditions Yeah, that's for both traditions. Yeah,
1: it's very helpful, class. I I, I
3: tell you also a story, if you allow me. Yes, Uh, please. I I smoked thirty three years, and when I was in my mid forties, I'm I'm fifty five now. In my mid forties, I realized it's not good for me anymore. I mean health the health yeah i understand i I felt it (laughs) i i really realized i should i should quit smoking
1: brian knows that pain well don't you (laughs)
3: to be honest my discipline i'm not i'm not the one with the strongest discipline uh here in vienna so (laughs) and i i just said to to mary and i did it because i had already experience with her i said if you want that help me full stop I did it. I did it one year, two years, and one day I woke up and I didn't smoke. Wow! And since then I don't smoke. And I re—I don't—I didn't realize it in the first moment. After after some days, I realized that as quit
0: smoking makes that sense for you. It makes sense, and that we're loving listening to you on it. Someone once said to me that when. If I go to a normal church service, and I at the end of the church service, I was to say, Hannah, could you pray for my brother? And Hannah would go, oh, yeah, I'd love to pray for your brother. It's very similar to that, that we're yes, we're sir. asking those who we, this as it says in Hebrews, this great cloud of witnesses, we're saying, could you pray with me? And I, I find that it's probably born out of a very strong re- belief in the resurrection of the dead and that there are yeah. those who live in heaven. Mm-hmm. I st- if I'm honest, I still struggle with it. It's still... Mm-hmm. You know that one person has special favor with Jesus, if if you understand. I'm just, I um, mean, mm. we're here having an honest chat, so I, I do, mm. I do struggle with, but I do, I do see how you can arrive at that point.
1: Mm. Yeah, and I think it's really helpful the way you guys have framed it, and and sharing your own experiences. I think that's really really helpful. Could we could we go back to the rosary question? <laughs> <laughs> so i appreciate we're like can you explain this can you explain that but it's just super helpful for
0: i've i've got a little rosary but i just don't know how to use it I've, well yeah i've got one but i don't know what to do and then i was a bit, i get a bit worried you know I I, I, yeah. I I don't want to disrespect it i've i've got it on my i sits on top of my bible and, and you it. know
3: the rosary you hold in your hand between your your fingers you know that okay okay and it's like if you would grab the hand of Mary and she says, come, let's pray to my son. You know, that's what the rosary is. She's a helper. She leads us directly to the son. For me, it's not always so easy to pray to Jesus. Why? Uh, That that has different reasons, perhaps. I'm I'm tired, whatever. Uh, And she says, come on, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's try it. Let's do it. Five minutes. Let's do it. Ten minutes. Fifteen minutes. A rosary. I think if you pray it fast, as I do, <laughs> <laughs> takes about fifteen minutes. If you if you if you pray it uh, by your own. Okay.
2: Wolfgang, in English, it's it's uh, it's faster than in German. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, well Because you say like, uh, what's the phrase you use in English? I can.
3: I can say it only in, in, in Latin and, and in German. Uh Latin's good. Ave Maria, gratia plena, dominus tecum, benedicta tu in mulierebus, et benedictus fructus ventris tu Jesus. Wow. So this goes to Jesus. And then we say, uh, Sancta Maria, so we address her, Mata Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc, et in hora mortis nostre, amen. So it means pray for us, stand for us now, and in the hour of our death, of our dying. Wow. Amen.
1: Thank you guys for walking. It's, it's the
3: same what, what the angel, in the beginning, the Ave Maria is what the angel said to sure. Mary when he entered the room mm. and told her she would receive uh, Jesus.
0: It's one of the most haunting choral pieces you're going to hear, isn't it? In a In a cathedral or in a church is the Ave Maria. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. love listening to it sung.
1: I'd love to ask you guys a little bit more about what is kind of going on on the ground in your context and I know you guys are both involved with the Loretto community and it's kind of amazing um, some of the stories that are coming out of the Loretto movement And, and I'd love to know if you've had any sort of recent breakthrough moments or encouraging stories of what God is doing amongst the community there.
2: Um I th- I think one one breakthrough, one moment uh was really when we started doing twenty-first Cembrayer Weeks. Mm. Uh, a- around two thousand and ten. Um when we got the home base here in Vienna. Um uh, Maxi got the book uh, re- which is called Red Moon Rising. Maybe you know it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've we've heard of that one. <laughs> um and and then, then people were starting uh, reading this book, and and were were motivated to do like twenty four seven prayer. We started with with a, a week of of prayer every month, so one week every month, every hour filled with with prayer. And uh, th- this was actually the start. And what we realized that it's not only a week of prayer, but also um people started to to evangelize to go on the streets as well to, wow. to a, a great impact on our uh, missionary lifestyle so called wow um it, it it was just just like like an explosion of mission amazing uh, as well so it was not not only the brain thing but it ho- ha- had this whole mission impact wow. um there was marxis once said that there was a before and then after th- this is true i mean mm-hmm. and so th- this was i think this was one very important moment of breakthrough for for loretto
0: sorry i've just realized i that we have just asked you to talk about loretto but our listeners, once again, won't all know what is the Loreto community.
2: Okay, the Loreto community is a, a community which started in in Austria, actually, um, by a guy who is called Georg Meyer-Mellenhof. He was in Medjugorje, which is a, a pilgrimage place in Bosnia-Herzegovina, and he he. Um, he had an experience with God there, and just started to evangelize and and invite people to to go to this place again and again. I think in these early times he went every week or every second week, and he always uh, got got other people to come with. So he he was just a missionary who who wanted to. More people to experience what he experienced. Wow. So that was really the start, and um, he invited to pray to pray every every week. So he he had a little prayer meeting every week with three or four students eating some bread and praying the rosary. There was no free prayer then. It was just just praying the rosary. They they didn't know all the charismatic stuff. They didn't know how to pray freely. They didn't know how to do worship. They just prayed the rosary. And now it's a community of 700 people in in Austria and um, in Germany and some other countries. And we we have an inner inner work like we 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 meet in small prayer groups. Uh, we meet. We have a, a big meeting in in Austria where all the Loretto community members are coming. But we also have an outer life like all the missionary stuff that we do. Wow! Um, like. Prayer group, um, like like uh, prayer meetings, worship meetings, uh, Pentecost festivals, Alpha courses, and on and on and on. Amazing, um, and it's so amazing to be in a community where where prayer is the foundation and uh, where where everything what what's going on and what we do is is born in prayer wow. and that's that's why i i,
0: I love to be in this uh, community and and father wolfgang you're also a member of loretto yeah how, how does that work
3: i i'm a late i'm a late worker in that vineyard right <laughs> i only i only joined it uh, three years ago wow and it had to do by the way with an encounter with the holy spirit in HTB in london um i went there um, as a parish priest at that time. It was in 2000, uh, I think, 18, wow. 19, 19. It was a leadership conference. You, you've heard of that,
0: right? I, yes, I've been to one yeah. or two.
3: So I, I went to the leadership conference 2019. It was the last before the pandemic. And yeah, I made an encounter with the Holy Spirit in the HDP church. And let me say, Um, From that moment on, a door was opened to a new understanding of of prayer. Of course, I I, I did pray all the time as a priest, as a monk with my congregation. But only so I would say through I learned that we can pray only through and in the Holy Spirit because he he prays within us. Okay, Mm. And this. This dimension is so important,
1: yeah.
3: and and I this I only then is discovered the power of prayer, wow. and it is incredibly big. Mm. Uh, so I'm very grateful. And one step to follow this new way was to become a member of the Loreto community and to 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 join a charismatic Catholic and ecumenic
0: uh, association uh, within the within our church. Wow, that's so good. When you say charismatic ecumenic, do you guys like so you don't just pray the rosary anymore? You do f- <laughs> you you pray free <laughs> prayer. Do you guys ever speak in tongues or pray in tongues and stuff like that? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yes.
2: Amazing.
1: Yeah. So cool.
2: We pray for healing. All that charismatic stuff we do,
0: really. How does the rest of the Catholic Church respond to you? Is it all super? Po- <laughs> Is it super positive? You got a big warm hug there, <laughs> all singing in tongues.
2: I, I think, I think, and uh, I think we have a prophetic role, wow. some, some kind of prophetic role within the Catholic Church. Wow. We, we do do things that. Um, that no one started uh, before, so it's special <laughs> this role. The prophetic has has not always an easy stand.
1: Absolutely, yeah, very <laughs> but, good point. But
2: it's, it, yeah, it's it's wonderful to 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 go the ways of the Lord. So we we're just just trying to be. Faithful.
1: So what I mean we've we've chatted with um throughout this podcast we're chatting with people sort of all over the world in very different contexts and hearing you know what prayer has meant to them and what it looks like in their context and we're asking a question around what would a spiritual awakening look like in each of these places and each of these locations and I guess I would love to hear your guys's heart um you know within the Catholic Church what do you think a, a spiritual awakening Looks like for you guys in your context.
3: So, i as a priest, I, uh, my archbishop told me to to do a church planting uh, here in the city of Vienna. Uh, we started three weeks ago. We planted two weeks ago. Uh, two weeks, two years. Sorry, sorry, sorry. And I, of course, we we. I mean, we are still a very small congregation, but we feel that we 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 will play a role. We are we are called. By God to renew our church, and I see it when people who who didn't know Jesus find a way uh, and and start proclaiming the gospel, become healed, avoid and stop their whatever addictions or dependencies from what whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. I see it in our church, which is which is undoubtedly a very big church, the Catholic, Mm. uh, I see that a a big number of smaller and bigger communities who will, um, like the yeast, you know, how do you say? Yeast is
0: a good word, yeah.
3: Yeah, who will influence uh, the rest of our church. It won't be hopefully a revolution in the you know political or soci- sociological way, but it will a slow but constant um, drowning of, of of our church and I hope the same for your church and and um, I th- think that when we really let the Holy Spirit work in our days, there will be an end with our separated churches. And I think we are very close already in our parts uh, uh, of the charismatic movement to to respect and to welcome us, each other, as true brothers and sisters. Wow. I, I remember it, in London at HDB, I, I stood next to a Chinese man, a young man, and I, I, I think it was Nikki Gamble who said, "Talk to each other and present yourself to the next, uh, next to the guy next to you." So I started. I'm Wolfgang from Vienna. I'm Catholic Greece, Blah blah blah. And he was Jason from Hong Kong. <laughs> and he, I said, "What church?" He said, "Yeah, we are from the Round Table Sitting Church." And I said, "What?"
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> we wow. had
3: a good time, and then we started praying for each other. And and, and Jason prayed blah blah, 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 blah blah for Wolfgang, for Jennifer, and let's also pray for our Pope Francis. So when he ended, I said, why do you pray for our Pope? I mean, it's my Pope. <laughs> I said, no, it's our Pope. Wow. Why do you say that? I said, because he follows Jesus, Jesus, he said. Mm. And, and, and he gave me really an answer what a ecumenical or the unified church could look like. I think in the Holy Spirit we will
2: we will be able to see it to to and to live it. That's beautiful. Sorry, it's a bit long now, but that's no, that's beautiful, great. Beautiful isn't? answer. I mean, I I think um, there must be a reason why there are so many churches uh, here in Vienna and here in Austria. Um, they are not very full now, but I believe they will be full again. Come on. And I think uh, coming back to your question, I think spiritual awakening would look like something um, like what was happening in Asbury, like just a prayer meeting that uh, that's continuing and where where people don't want to to leave. Yeah, I think something uh, a surprising element that God initiates um, and, and also I think it will, it will come up with s- some parts of mission on the streets, Holy Spirit working in
0: power. Amazing. That sounds great. Uh, Christoph, we've had so many people just sprinkle a little bit of Asprey into our conversations. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, one of the things I heard from friends who have been to Asprey was it was very quiet. It was very, Mm -hmm. it was like devotion and adoration. And I was with you guys at Pentecost this year, Mm -hmm. deeply moved by how many young people you're seeing engaging in this at the minute. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's amazing. Most of us are thinking that the Catholic Church is a little old lady, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but but there's there's so many young people that are currently engaging. Why do you think that is? Why do you think young people are in, engaging with tradition? I mean, we we there was the Eucharist, there was you know adoration. It was why is that appealing to a younger generation who seem to be captivated by their mobile phones? Good question. I f- I think because they notice that
2: it's real and they ha- they could have an an experience with god mm-hmm. i mean if if you make an experience with god you 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 don't concentrate on the form really mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> i mean you you can experience god in silence and also in loud uh, praying of tongues and also in some healing ministry on the streets you can experience god in in every form really so if you experience him that's a thing we all want and that we all need isn't it mm-hmm. so the form is really secondary i think wow.
3: well if i may add something critical it's um i mean it's all sh- it is a question of what kind of picture we we give to the societies to mm-hmm. to to the uh, uh, around us and yeah um, for example in our country in austria we've we we've been sharing uh power with with the state for centuries yeah until to the 20th century mm-hmm. um, um, there were a christian uh there were priests as politicians and so on i think it's the same for for ireland or or, or the uk or at least for the European countries, and the more we 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 were uh, we were in the bed of the powerful, the less uh, we have credibility now. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think we have really to reshape our understanding, and I think we are in a good way. Not only here, but um, mm-hmm. also if I look to pa- Pope Francis uh, and 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 to his efforts, we are on a good track um, to reshape uh this this picture of of our old lady.
1: <laughs> I would really love to hear from you guys. It's a slightly more personal question. I'm aware we've grilled you a lot on <laughs> theology and practices and all your thoughts. But um when you kind of think back over your life and your relationship with Jesus over the years, what is one experience of prayer that you will never forget?
2: I mean, I I want to share something. I have a highly disabled sister. Um, she cannot speak. She cannot walk. She is um, highly disabled, and she had an operation in just before I met Jesus, like one or two years ago uh, before that, and she was moved into the operation room. And uh, my parents went with her, and I had to wait in the room before the operation room. So I had to wait, and I was alone. It was in the middle of the night. I don't know the, the exact time, but somewhere in the night. And I was just trying to, to remember the our father. Mm-hmm. I, did, I didn't I did know that First Holy Communion in the Catholic Church is when you are seven or eight years old. And um, since then, I didn't went to church. So I wasn't used to pray. Mm-hmm. And in this room and in the middle of the night, I just wanted to remember the Our Father. And, and it, it was possible in the end. Mm-hmm. I remembered it all. And I knew there was... A God who hears me now. Wow. Even I didn't know, know who he is and, and so on, but I knew this prayer was not, uh, was, was not staying in this room.
0: <laughs> oh, amazing, amazing. Yeah.
1: That's really powerful, Beautiful. thank
0: you. And uh, Wolfgang? Well, I could give you one easy example, and
3: one is a bit weird. I don't know. Oh, we like, we like on weird.
2: This
3: <laughs> <laughs> but the easy one was uh, some years ago. I decided to pray for the three of my best friends. I I really I'm be, I've befriended with them uh, since 30, 35 years. Okay, so wow. they are really my my closest and best friends, and none of them uh, is. A, a practicing Christian, or was one, and one had a true problem with with alcohol. So I started praying a few years ago uh, to Jesus to heal them. I didn't tell. Yes, I I told them that I would pray for them, but not exactly what and how often. So <laughs> meanwhile, and I think I think it's three years ago, one decided to re-enter the church. Wow, the second one didn't stop drinking, but he is not addicted anymore. So he, he, you know, he drinks from time to time, a glass of wine. Mm-hmm. And the, and the third one, um, the third one asked me to, to uh, baptize his nephew. And I think he's also on a very good way to re, refine, to rediscover um, um, God and Jesus. Mm. So, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, he hears us.
1: Amen.
3: Well, and the second was very shortly when I decided to follow the Holy Spirit. I told you that was in London in 2019. I got a voice. I heard a voice saying, well, then you have to bear the cross with me.
1: Wow. Truly.
3: It sounds weird. And the, the voice asked me, are you ready to do that? To mm. bear the cross? And I said, Well, one moment, I have to think about it. <laughs> so I thought about what I don't know, 10-15 minutes, and I said, Yes, Lord, mm-hmm. I'm ready. And it's so I mean it's really weird. I came back to my parish in Vienna and and it started. A real a lot of troubles, a lot of um of 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 lies, a lot of well, bad words against mm. me. It just started, you know. Wow. And I got, I got much stronger by by undergoing that. And I really could feel the beauty of the cross. Uh, normally, we we fear it, of course. And it was not, it was not funny. Yeah, to yeah. say it frankly, but it's so beautiful. It makes so much sense. Mm. Uh, so, yeah. Again, uh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You
1: know, in um, I would say in every single episode of these podcasts that we've been doing, there comes a moment where someone says the exact phrase that you just said, which is, I said yes (laughs) and there's always Mm -hmm. this moment isn't there where Jesus extends an invitation um, and we have that opportunity and like you said you know you thought about it for a moment like and and we should we should always think about it because it's always going to come it's always going to change our lives isn't it but that saying yes um, you know can start us in the greatest adventure of our lives so thank you for saying yes
0: (laughs) guys it's been so lovely to talk to you both uh, Father Wolfgang, you're a priest, so we kind of you're a first priest on this podcast, which mm. is phenomenal. Yeah, uh, thank would you. Would you be willing to pray for us to pray for our listeners, those that are just searching, those that are journeying in prayer? Are you happy to say a prayer right now for us on this podcast? It's so hard for me to pray in English to say it. Could you do? Um, you could pray in German. We're really happy. I would with that. love
3: to, and I think uh, everybody, please. Understand that it's the Holy Spirit and yeah. should be the the
0: words coming from God who yeah. who reach you all. We we always ask people to pray in the language of their heart. When I when I lived in Spain, it was all the, the idioma de, de la corazón, you know, the language of your heart. So we would love you to pray with the language of your heart. Komm, heiliger Geist, guter Vater, ich
3: danke dir für Für dieses Gespräch, ich danke dir für die Hanna, ich danke dir für den Brian, den Andy hinten bei den technischen Apparaten. Ich danke dir für ihre Hingabe und ich danke dir für ihre Arbeit bei 24-7. Ich danke dir für meinen Bruder Christoph hier bei Loreto, der zu einem weiten Weg schon mit dir gegangen ist. Ich danke dir, dass du uns in unserer Zeit berufen hast, von der Schönheit des Gebetes zu sprechen. Und ich bitte dich, dass du allen Zuhörern die Gewissheit gibst, dass keines ihrer Gebete umsonst ist, sondern dass du alles erhörst, und zwar auf die Weise, wie es für uns gut ist, und zu der Zeit, in der es richtig ist. So bitte ich dich, Sende deinen Geist über alle Hörerinnen und Hörer. Lass 24-7 wachsen. Lass uns immer mehr auf dieser Welt Seele, Orte errichten, wo du verherrlicht und angebetet wirst. Wir ehren dich durch Christus, allmächtiger Vater, heute und in Ewigkeit. Amen.
0: Amen. 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 Dankeschön. Mm. That's so kind of you to pray for us. And guys, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it, and we will continue to pray that we see a on-fire Catholic mm. Church throughout this world. And thank <laughs> you so much for you. for your patience with us and your beautiful words. <laughs>
1: yeah, thank you.
0: Thank you. Bless you both. Thank you for listening to Twenty Four Seven Prayer Podcast. If you'd like to find out more about our work, why not visit Twenty Four Seven Prayer dot com.